This is a homebrew podcast. Grundle! Hey, hey, Gr- Grundle's screaming in the other room. Grundle! Oh my god, he's doing it again. Ah, uh, he's reverting. We should go see what he wants. What's wrong, Grundle? Grundle! Oh my god. Use your words, boy! Uh, Grundle, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you always like this? Why are you, why are you screaming? Grundle! Grundle! What? What's wrong? What? what? I think yeah. I think I think you could translate. He's saying that. T- Grundle! Why is he kicking Timmy, his feet Tim- like a toddler? He's, I don't know, man. Okay, hold on, hold on. He's saying Timmy. I don't know who Timmy Grundle! is. Grundle! Timmy is stuck. Timmy's stuck in a well. What the fuck is it, a well? It, is Timmy stuck in a well? What's, Timmy? What's wrong, boy? Grondo! Timmy, I mean, I know a what a well is. A well is what? a... Grondo! It's a hole in the ground that you get the water out of. But there's no well on the ship, Grondo. And who's Timmy? I think he's a member of our crew. Grondo! Uh, another member of the crew, huh? That might have been it. He stopped screaming. Oh, welcome to the crew, Timmy. Guess you're just stuck in a well. Yeah, we'll figure that out at a later date. But for now, welcome back to the homebrew. Grant here with Austin Brady. Zaldwin, the flirt among the flirt. <laughs> Cody Smith. Grundle, my mind is blank. John Cayley. Vivit Spozu. Finally, the answer to that long question. Am I a clone? And Tyrell Nye. Heavy arms, Oliver. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Last time on the homebrew... The crew uncovered a ton of information from Thorim about Father Seatel's group, including the name of the goblin, Zoros. After a long talk with the crew, he decided to come back to reality, as there was still more for him to learn about anti-essence. The crew head back to the Hawk, installed the new AI, Captain Dern, and they then called Maxwell so that Thorim could stay with him, after which they pointed the Hawk back towards the cube. We are back here on the ship, uh, I don't think we have anything to handle from last episode, right? We can just move on? Yep. Okay. Uh, we're about to find out w- whether Nivitz is a clone or not. Oh, you yeah. You can't just breeze past that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. At the very end of it, Nivitz just uses the, uh, the, the magic wand. Okay. The wand of and fade to black. What if we never touched on it again? <laughs> what if we... That's kind of... I was kind of wondering if I could get away with it. Okay. So, Nivitz, here's the fun fact. I have no say. I don't know if you're a clone or not. I think really the best way to do this is for you to roll a 1d2. Oh, God damn it. You're the one casting the spell, right? Yes. Every time I've done this, I've ended up the clone. <laughs> you can whisper me if you'd like, or you can just make the roll publicly. But oh, shit. on a one, you're a clone. On the two, there is no clone detected. <sighs> Fuck. Every, every roll like this, I end up as the clone. Like I said, you can whisper me. I'm on the fucking edge of my seat. Don't you dare whisper it. Oh, I'm tempted to so whisper GM. <laughs> <sighs> and I will, I will never tell. I will go to the grave. If you whisper I, it to me. They'll figure it out via if the, the light goes off or not. You're the one who can see it. 
you cast the spell. They'd have oh, to get the device from you. Oh, okay. It's just like detect magic. You know what I mean? I I, I, did, I was not aware. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> now I have to remember how to roll. I'm on the fucking edge of my seat. When you forget how to roll because you've just been RPing. That's it. Okay, well, you whispered me, but you didn't roll. You whispered, you bastard. I need to know. <laughs> it didn't work. What the hell? Just do I double the... brackets. Oh, I should do it in the brackets. This is taking so long. I'm cracking. It's so Fuck funny. It. Fuck it. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to know yes. because I'm stupid and can't and it won't yes. work for me. <laughs> Thank God. No. Oh! <laughs> <sighs> well, you guys know now. Whoever is here knows. Well, actually, do you, player characters know. I mean, players know, but their characters don't know. Hmm. Well, guys, uh, that was it. Uh, well, bye. Nivith closes his door. Are, are we going to tell the listeners what you rolled? <laughs> Wouldn't they like to know? Wouldn't they like to know? <laughs> Wouldn't your characters like to know? <laughs> if you'd like to know, tune into our next Lehman's Tiny Chat. Oh, that's oh. God. That is wrong. That is wrong. I like it, but that is wrong. Oh, man. I think it's your duty to share with our listeners since you did it publicly what the result was. It just wasn't working. All right, so we said one, I was a clone, and two, I was me. By me, I mean I'm Nibbits. And I rolled a two. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The original, the the OG. The OC, the Nivets of Nivai, the first Nivets Prime. Nivets Prime. (laughs) Nivets Prime. Um, Okay, so you guys arrive at the cube. Um, That that's where I leave it. You guys are. The ship is outside the cube right now. All right, we're gonna put Grundle out the airlock and push him towards the cube. All right. Uh, can Grundle survive space? I don't know. I I don't think I have a space helmet. No, he said there was no space helmet. Grundle, you just want to float towards the cube unprotected? Uh, I I really don't know. Uh, (laughs) It sounds pretty dangerous, doesn't it? When you put it like that. That sounds It sounds really dangerous. Let's, Let's go over to the fucking printer and just scale up one of the suits. Or, like, wait... Explain to me what information you gathered. I already have a spacesuit. I don't mind doing it myself. I mean, Oliver, maybe you... He told you more than what I saw. What? But in my vision... He told me we can't. But he did. But yeah. I go... I explain to him what was told. I explain to the group at large what was explained to me. All right, now tell him, tell him what you saw th- from through his eyes. Well, from his point of view, he pulled up and I just saw f- like him floating through space. Like, uh, like from my eyes, we were just floating through space towards the cube. And I didn't feel like I was wearing a helmet or clothes or breathing or anything and somehow we just drift closer and closer and then we intersect with the cube 
and then we're just like in this control room and there's a circle it's like kind of like that one that never has the, the foldy one but it's like that but bigger and much more confusing okay so hmm. inside there's some sort of teleportation circle but you just you just moved through the cube right i mean yeah that's how we did it i mean could i roll an arcana or an insight i got an idea okay if it's runs to the other side of the ship by himself okay um so tj said that he relayed information to you and i wanted to share that all of the information now so that everyone has it yeah and i don't know if the listeners picked up on that either but what he whispered to when oliver said how do you prove you exist what Thorum whispered to Oliver was, you can't. And then between his current insight on that situation and uh, the detect thoughts that Grundle had going, you have a more holistic picture of the information. You guys got it? Or you need more? Well, Nivitz is going to try his thought no matter what. Whether it works or not, we're going to find out. They probably won't. <laughs> well... If, if if it works or that you know it's good. If not, it either doesn't work or it fucking hurts the team. No, well, it's not gonna hurt the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nivitz, gonna... let's go. What do you got? Yeah, Nivitz uh, walks up to the door that leads to the airlock, opens it up, pushes his uh, cloning button, okay, and then casts telepathic bond and shoves him in the airlock. Closes the door. As it's like aimed at the cube, and then just opens the outside airlock, ejecting Nivets, the other Nivets at space towards the the cube. So you know, no helmet. He he's just going off of Grendel's thoughts. <laughs> Should be fine, right? See, um, him yeah. So I mean, within 15 seconds, your clone would lose consciousness due to lack of oxygen. Over the course of the next couple minutes, uh, you would <laughs> you would freeze. Uh, hmm. and die in the vacuum of space. I think everybody else is in the control room and Zelda just looks <laughs> out the front window and is like, is, is that? Is that Nivitz? Hi, uh, Nivitz. What are you doing out there? A Nivet's sickle front uh, floats by and actually bonks the uh, windshield. Oh, Nivet's will re-enter the control room and be like, "Well, my plan failed." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where he ended up. Somebody go get that that stick again. That clone detect. Gotta make sure. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, roll a d100 by the way, Nivet's. Okay. <laughs> 21. Uh, yeah, nothing happens. Wait, I didn't even get a clone? No, I mean, nothing other than what you wanted to happen happened. <laughs> okay, I was like, I don't need it to be, con- like, really n- do it, be able to do anything. I just needed it to be able to go out. Um, okay, so with this information, um, I would like to, I was gonna say I'd wanna, I wanted to brainstorm with Nivitz and Carl, but now I just want to brainstorm with N- Carl. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and use uh, insight, insight or arcana, maybe to like I don't know the if the two of us together roll something to see if the two we can come up with like 
a working idea of what we should do. Because frankly, yeah. out of game, I'm at a pretty huge loss. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that we need to cast teleportation circle or whatever. Did we have the the coordinates from the other circle? Grundle no. saw. You... I mean, he saw the coordinates. He just saw the circle. Oh, that's not enough. I mean, you you saw a glimpse. If you can give me a fucking critical intelligence check right now. If you give Somebody me a... cast guidance. Everybody cast uh, guidance. No, no, it has to be a critical. It has to be a 20 a on the dice. <laughs> I got a 10, guys. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, Carl, I don't think that's going to work, my man. Yeah, um, give me, with a, a help action, one of you give me a uh, insight with the information that you have available to you. Hmm. Okay. Um, there. 20. <clears throat> 20. So, to Thorum, the cube was more of a statement, like a piece of art, than it was a puzzle. The solution is that there is no solution. It cannot be opened. Grundle, however, saw himself going into the cube. There is a word that seems to be the main focus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the word is... Can't. No. (laughs) The word? Asleep? I was about to say, are we supposed to say it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, keyword asleep. Wait, does he go to... Go ahead. You go to sleep. (laughs) You you go dreamscape into it. (sighs) Just like the simulations. Right? I I could take a nap. I could use some sleep. Kind of used up a little of my HP there. Was that (laughs) Billy saying that, or...? I, yeah, I didn't say it in game yet, but I'm trying to get my. This is the information here. that I have given Billy. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So, our keyword being asleep, and it's not entered by traditional methods. Oh, we go to sleep. So we have to be asleep. I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, does any of us know how to astral project? Anything like that? Only read about it in books. Uh, project your mind in there. Uh, that's um, that's a pretty high-level speller. The Carl skill. Astral projecting? No. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking uploading your brain into things. Oh. Uh, well, I looked for ports to jack in this thing. Right. I guess I'm just like, the delivery system is the only thing I'm missing here. Oh, no. He just pulled up his ship next to it. Yeah. And then he was flying through space towards her. I'd say, Grundle, I think you could you could probably, now that you've got the additional information, you know, you've had dreams before. They're probably usually a little bit more violent, but um yeah, I think you he was dreaming. Yeah. yeah. As he went through this. That makes sense. So I think it's as simple as that. We pull up close to the cube, right up next to it. We go to sleep. We dream our way into the control room. Well, I'm not the best at lucid dreaming, but uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll do my, you know, I read a book on it. Ebook. Um, I should probably go uh, if we need to use the teleportation circle on the other side to get back. Yeah. Well, that ain't how teleportation circles work. I thought we needed the information like to connect to ours and then cast the spell. I think the teleportation circle is what takes us into the fucking ruins. 
in the control room. You don't teleportation circles. You teleport to them. You don't teleport them. from them. So, so, them. Yeah, so okay, we yeah. we set up a teleportation circle here. Only one of us really needs to dream all the yeah. way over there. Yeah, yeah. Get the info. Get the info. So if we all go to sleep. That's the most amount of chances that one of us will be able to sleep their way in. All right. So we just wait till night. Grundle makes a fantastic moment. Yeah, whoever gets all uh, astral projectory, And who knows, maybe we can go in there and just be fine in a dream state, hanging out. Okay, so you guys go to sleep. Um, in the aura of this cube, almost immediately, you feel your essence raise from your body. You look around, everything seems less corporeal, outlined in shades of purple. Except for each other, as you look around, you would see through the walls of the hawk, even out into space, the eight of you seem to have a faint bluish aura in contrast to the purple. As you were to float towards the cube, you would see a great distance away, a very, very bright light burning. It's hard to look at it directly, but it it seems to just be a very bright flame. Uh, and Oliver, you would get a strange sense of deja vu. Oh. But that flame is very, very far away. Uh, you feel this weightlessness, and you drift through the walls of the Hawk, through the space between the ship and the cube, and then inside of the cube into the control room that Grundle described. There's a large computer that is um, an, has an old beige like CRT monitor and a mechanical keyboard. There is a teleportation circle inscribed on the ground in the corner. And there's another rune inscribed around the teleportation circle. And there are words scrawled on the wall that you know to be Thorum's handwriting now that says, you can't take it with you. And there is a single door out of this room. You do, uh, you are able to memorize the teleportation circle uh, and you're able to drift back, re-enter your bodies and awaken. All right. Man, I just had the weirdest dream. You guys were all in it. Hmm. What do you suppose Thor meant by you can't take it with you? Oh, the circle. I don't think... I don't think he wants anybody to be able to just show up back in here anytime. According to a dream book I read, it means that you're worried and you need to get more relaxation. Where did you find this book? All right, Nivets. <laughs> Let's get to it. What, what What's that other rune mean, too? Does anybody know? Nivets could give me an arcana check. Uh, could, would I even know? I mean, I can I try to fucking arcana check this shit? Yeah, I do see it a little higher for you since it's... Um, you want to help me? Arcane. You can both roll. That's fine. Uh, double 17s for me. 18. Um... Yeah, I don't think either of you are familiar with it. Uh, although with that, I would say it's not dangerous. Can't take it with you. I mean, we should be able to teleport there and teleport back if anything fucky happens, right? Yes. Yeah, Probably. I mean, you have, uh, Nivitz has a portable teleportation circle that he can use to get, I, so I shouldn't play your character for you, but yes, you can... I don't think he quite has the teleport spell yet, unless I'm crazy. Um, which one do I have? I have teleport circle. 
yeah, I think you don't have level seven spells yet. So yeah, you 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 would want to activate your portable teleportation circle so that you could get back. Otherwise, you're stuck in there. Right. So let let me kind of like try to understand this. We floated through the cube. There was a room, like a control room. Mm -hmm. And then beyond the control room, there was just like a light. In the space. the, The flame? Yeah. There was a flame in the far, far distance. And it was the only thing you saw that looked like a full thing. Like everything else was incorporeal and had the the purple glow there was a notable in the distance there was a flame very bright hard to look at uh it was very far away though but there's like was it like the cube was hollow and then like deep inside the cube there was the flame no the i'm talking light years away oh like this is off in space so the only part of the cube that you floated into, like whatever that little tunnel was, uh, was that control room, and there was a door in the control room. Okay, so we take the teleportation circle to t- who knows where, like deep in space. No, oh, that's not no, how teleportation circles. Work. We are going to teleport to that circle. Right, you yeah. can only teleport two circles. You can't. Okay. They don't go anywhere. Yeah, we're teleporting to the one in there, and then we'll travel back to the one we have that's portal. Okay. All right. Well, let's go then. All right. Let's set up. Let's set up the teleportation circle in here, just so we can then memorize the code for its location. Absolutely. And then he's gonna go through the process of drawing the the big spot for the actual spell teleportation circle, and then when everybody's ready, he's gonna actually infuse it with magic and cast teleportation circle. Okay. Who's going? Location. Grumble. I'm just saying, like, who's going with... Uh, we're, we're still in the same crew, so I know Nivitz is taking you there, obviously, because he has to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is anyone else going over? Billy Boom wants to go over. Yep. Uh, Zal will go over. Alright. You guys... Before we go, uh, he's gonna heal Nivitz, because he's still... Well, Mr. Goya needs to come, too. He does? I just meant, I just meant, do you want Tyler? Do you want Jaden? Oh. Uh, Nivitz, Nivitz has to go. Oh, right. I'm asking, is anyone extra going? Like, does, like, Billy, like, Jaden, Tyler, Kellen, so on and so forth? Uh, yeah. yeah, Carl will go then, so we can do some recording. Seems right. like it'd be a good place to get some good uh, um, B-roll for backgrounds and stuff. Crazy I, cube I, stuff. I, I, we, we should definitely make sure nobody uh, to leave somebody behind so nobody can mess with the teleportation circle. I do have to have the right coordinates to get back. Yeah, Tyler, control. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could use a break, guys. Honestly, it's I'm a little stressed out. I'll, I'll hang out here. Yeah, Tyler, you, you can definitely take a break. Hey, Jaden, you won't be on off crew. Uh, Jaden looks at all of you and he's like, um, I, I maybe just hang out with Tyler for a little bit. I'm just a little. Still a little. I can come. Do you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll come with you. No, you don't have to if you don't want don't to. to. Okay. I I still I still want to fight and help and stuff. I just uh, it, that really wasn't much of a layover. It was just a couple days. And I could use a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Take your rest, man. Yeah. Mordecai, keep the ship straight. You know, make sure that no one followed us. Like uh, Grundle told me something the other night about how the closer was in that simulation with you guys and. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, but I just, you know, I'm worried that maybe we got 
you know, just with Maxwell showing up that fast and then that guy being here out of nowhere, let's just keep an eye out. Hi, Captain. Make sure nobody fucks with the teleportation circle. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I no one will touch it. 100%. Uh, so you guys, um, the seven of you teleport over um, and uh, stepping through that second rune, it does light up and it does glow, but nothing happens that you notice. So there's the teleportation circle and then there's a rune, some type of spell over that. And it, it activates when you move over it, but nothing happens. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is a single door out of this room. or And there's also the uh, computer, CRT monitor, mechanical keyboard, all that stuff. Zaldwin goes over to the computer and tries to boot it up. Uh, yeah. I mean, it starts and it asks for a password. The password, I, I assume that you know what the password is. Yeah. That big old long number. Yeah. That works. And it, this is like a weird blinky green like DOS type software. Yeah. And it has an inventory list that is extremely long. Uh, pages and pages and pages and pages of uh, items that have been like checked into this cube. Artifacts, things of that nature. Oh, shit. Uh, anything that stands out? Anything that seems cool? I want to, like, roleplay this as, like, I can't tell you all the things, but, like, imagine it and it's there. You know what I mean? Like, right. it is, uh, it is a, whatever you saw in the Hall of Wonders does not compare to this. He has, you know, the first ever blaster rifle used in the Rook Rebellion. He has, you know, lost artifacts. He has every magical item in the fucking DMG. You know what I mean? He has everything is in here. Hmm. Stingy motherfucker. Does he have the... What about... <clears throat> what's the what's the words I'm looking for? The schematics how to make special ammunition for certain guns that I just so happen to have on the hawk? Uh, probably not schematics, but he would probably like... I mean, if they're expensive, he probably would have like one of them. I mean, only one person we know ever knew how to make the ammo. He's dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? A certain Birdman. Oh! <laughs> um, he would not have the schematics, no. Damn! <laughs> I was looking for another way nice. to be able to use them. Get us to be able nice to have those guns. Since Zeldwin's at the computer, are there any like, um, like tabs for like security protocols or anything like that? Uh, no. Okay. Guys, there's everything here, like all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's mm. it's not just the temple. It's there's so much more here. Well, we could maybe take a gander at them, but I mean, I have a feeling that Thorum likes presentation, and we'll probably be walking past a lot of these things. But some of them might be helpful, and other ones might really fuck us over. So. What concerns me is that he wrote all over the walls that you can't take it with you. Yes, I have a feeling we will not be able to uh, take something with us. Or if we do, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe we can use it while we're here. Maybe. That'd be neat. That'd be an interesting. But like I said, there's a lot of dangerous, fucked up shit on this list. You gotta be careful. Some of these things are... They, they have the sentient tag, so we'll have to... Be careful with that shit. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, Billy, look, there's there's an, a couple more nukes in here. Oi. 
We should set those off before we leave. But you can't take it with you, Billy. Well, I don't have any intentions of taking it with me. I'll leave it right here with like a 10-minute timer. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. Okay. Well, let's make sure that we're at least uh, 10 minutes away from the fucking explosion zone, I suppose. Well, right. I haven't killed us with a bomb yet. With all the stuff in here, I don't know if 10 minutes would ever be enough time to get away. <laughs> all right. Should we get going? Yeah, let's go. So, uh... As you exit this room, you realize that you are overlooking what can only be described as a massive warehouse with scaffolding and catwalks all over the place. Uh, There is an innumerable number of mechanical gadgets. There are full ships in here. There is a massive dragon horde sized just pile of gold and gems. There are inert clockwork looking beings between like a lot of the different shelves um, floating above the shelves and the scaffolding. And there is a catwalk from where you are currently leading straight to it is a hovering chunk of land. It's a floating island. um, And only that single catwalk leads to it. On top of the floating island is a single stone structure you immediately recognize as a lost ruin. Uh, This thing and the earth surrounding it was literally scooped out of the ground. And the dual reading on the lost console makes sense as the the ruin is essentially on Monet, but a piece of Monet is in this cube, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Thorum literally scooped this thing out of the earth and moved it into his cube. Is Monet the giant planet? Goliath, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, man, well, if it's looks like we don't need to go there anymore. You never know. There could be two two things there. Some planets have none. Some have one. Some may have two. Maybe. I, I highly doubt it. But we can check if we're ever in the, on that side of the quadrant. All right. So, we doing this? Yeah. Good luck in there, guys. Stay safe, Carl. I'll monitor you guys out here. I'll stay out here with uh, Carl. Make sure he's not getting into any trouble. Hermes is gonna float, you know, behind Zaldwin. Zaldwin's gonna be like, "Man, it's a, uh, it's good to have you back. I'm fucking scared as hell without you, man." All right, so you guys head into the ruin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're marching into ruins. On and on we go. <laughs> all right. Inspiration to Oliver and anyone else who sings for me in the future. Uh, you go across the catwalk. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, you go across the catwalk into the, uh, ruin. You walk over again, just this pile after pile of stuff just tagged and filed away in here. Uh, and then assuming you go down into the ruin, no one is stopping me. Uh, Uh, I mean, what's in these piles? All sorts of stuff. I mean, it's down on the ground where, like, the warehouse is, so you're a good, you know, 25 feet up over it, but there's gold, gems, mechanical devices all over the place. There's, like, full ships. There are, like, statues and pieces of art. Like, you name it, it's there. I mean, Zaldun would be obviously ogling. Like... It would be impossible not to. I mean, yeah. no matter how worldly you do not consider yourself to be, I mean, this is everything. This is nuts. 
should we, I don't know, take some equipment with us? I mean, some of this stuff looks really helpful. I mean, you do you, man. Haven't you ever seen that one weird movie? Don't touch anything. You get swallowed up by the donkey head or whatever in this hand. Right. Oh yeah, the big old donkey head. Yeah. Yeah. I've also seen one where it, it causes a giant explosion. I think everything causes an explosion. At least when Billy's nearby. I wonder why. He does have a good point. Into the ruin or diving into the piles of gold? Uh, I mean, I I don't have any desire to jump in the pile, but I'll wait for Zal if he wants to. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to Scrooge McDuck slide down this <laughs> shit on my ass. If you see any cool uh, helmets, you should bring me one up. Yeah, I mean, is there is there anything that looks particularly useful? Or do you want me, is this my cue to just be like, I pick up and I describe the thing that I pick up? Like, what is... I don't have a list. When I say whatever you want to be there is there, it is there. I would just take note of, like I mentioned, the inert clockwork oh, being whatever. told that you is there is in there. the hallway. Well, no, I any of you. <laughs> you already said no to mine. What is well, she telling you? Not, <laughs> a, a, schematic, a schematic is not the same thing as like an item. <laughs> this is some Aladdin bullshit, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, like don't 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 try to like break the game. I'm just saying, like if you appropriately want to find a you know a specific weapon or a poster of your favorite fighter when you were little, Oliver or Carl, some sort of cool lost device or a bigger hammer or something, Grundle. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there. A bigger hammer. Yeah. I don't know what is Grundle like. There's a car. Oh shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, Grundle, it's me. Yeah, I got bagged and tagged a while back. It's all good. Bagged and tagged. <laughs> um, I want to grab the belt of storm giant strength, raising my strength to a 29. How long are you going to spend looking for that? I don't know. I'm not going to look for that. Okay. That's what I'd want. That's what I'd want in there. Okay. I could punch a hole in the sun with that. Punch out again. That's the, that's the, no, that's end goal. That's end game. I'm, pu- I'm punching the fucking lights out of a god before the end of this thing. Don't punch out any suns, though, because uh, we need the ones that we have. <laughs> yeah. Those are an endangered species. Zaldon, I think we're waiting on you to make a decision here. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. can't Oliver would actually the top look of my head what I would want. <laughs> I think I, I'd like... I think Zaldon is the kind of person that would try to ask one of the inert robots if we can play around with something. Uh, roll insight. Hey, y'all, you mind if I borrow this holy leander? That is a seven. Yeah, I mean, you don't see any reason why not to ask them. Um, and you don't really... Seems fine. Yeah, I give a a little, like, gentle, like, knock on the chest plate, uh, uh, of one of them, and I'm just like, Hey, uh, excuse me, hey, we're visitors, uh, Thorum's friends. You in there, bud? There's no response. Uh, I mean, I, I y'all, I, I want to say we can, but I kind of want to say we can't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too hesitant. This is too, too much pressure. I'm just gonna fucking go inside. Okay. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck me running. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. There's a lot of wealth and stuff, and feel like you could look through all of it for weeks and not get bored you know what i mean yeah. 
Fucking but yes. At me in Liaman's tiny chat. <laughs> um, the guy who plays Zelda is so stupid. He could have gotten a sweet sword. Carl, while you're out here, would you mind rummaging around and look to see if you could uh, find any kind of uh, potion recipes while you're at it? Just wandering around, and then maybe record them if there are any. But that's all. Uh, yeah. If I see anything that's just like information based, thank you, Carl. There are not any schematics. <laughs> it's not a schematic. It's a recipe. Okay. What um, is a recipe a but a schematic? Everything is schematic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you guys go into the ruin. Sorry about the pause there. Uh, was not trying. Well, maybe trying to trick you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you head down into the ruin. It's the same stairs, the same silence. The silence that is just like, it's almost loud. You know what I mean? That it's so quiet and it's just, it's never that quiet anywhere. There's always the ship creaking. There's always wind. There's always, you know, grundle farting in the distance. But there's just complete silence and this smooth, seemingly perfect stone. As you head down these stairs, you enter into a large room. Uh, uh, made up of this stone, and as you were to traverse across it, uh, these, you remember the words of the last lost who spoke to you, saying that from here on out, we're pretty much just trying to kill you, and these disgusting organic masses of purple and black drip from the ceiling and splat onto the floor in front of you and behind you. They look like the stuff you, like, cough, cough up after you've been really sick, uh, and they just start slobbering towards you. Kameha. No. Um, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I got a trick to show you, Nivitz. And go ahead and roll initiative. What crit? And it's been a long time since I've had Hermes. Remind me, does Her- Hermes move after my turn in initiative, or does Hermes have their own initiative? I think we should play it. I don't remember how we played it either, but let's just say he takes his turn immediately following yours. Okay. Okay. And Mr. Goy, there is no doubt in your mind that these things are not friendly and they're disgusting and they are slobbering their way towards you. Joy. <sighs> it's been a while since I've been a druid. All right. I'm going to cast a uh, wall of fire on the one side behind us. Okay. Remind me the length of that. Okay. 120 feet. Uh, 60 foot long, 20 feet high. All right. So I think that is plenty to get all of them. And they need to make dexterity saves against 27 damage. Uh, let's go left to right. Save, fail, save, fail. So this massive goy draws this huge wall of fire, spits fire into the sky. And on the other side, these little disgusting oozes start to sizzle. I'm a, that is half damage on a save, correct? I think so. Yes, it is half damage. Okie dokie. Anything else, Mr. Guy? Um, I'm just going to pull up my rifle and look around and be like, well, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. Go ahead and smash smash them, Oliver. <laughs> All right. God, one of the uh, oozes is up next. He's going to run around the wall of fire. Can you link me the text to wall of fire real quick? I can't remember if it's you end your turn in it or if you start your turn in it. 
ends its turn. Okay. <clears throat> Runs up to you, Grundle, and these two pseudopod-looking things strike at you. I believe a 13 misses. Yeah. I have a 19. Oh, and a, a tw- does a 20 hit you? Yep. Okay, you need to make a DC 20 intelligence saving throw. Are you what I think they are? And on a fail, you take 16 psychic damage. Okay. And since you fail to save, you all would see this ooze separate around Grundle and two new oozes form sep- completely separate from the one that has just struck Grundle. And that's Heavy Arms Oliver. Uh, I'm going to close the distance over here to help Grundle. Um, yeah, I run to Grundle's side and I'm going to... Yeah. Um, arms spark to life, uh, overheating, glowing red, sparks flying, and Oliver is going to throw a haymaker here. 16 on my first swing. That hits for 16 damage. And then, hold on. Remembering Oliver's fighting mechanics. <laughs> Getting back into it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oliver's fighting mechanics are you punch like seven times, then you do a whole bunch of drugs, and then you punch seven more times. He's in what? rehab, though. Yeah, what I do I do without the drugs? Uh, you feel like to come up with a addictive you never die. alternative. Yeah. Well, I d- never die either way, but. Um, oh, okay. So, um,. They'll take uh, everyone, all three of them, I think Grundle as well. You can read the description. But Desert Aura, everything in my area, 10 feet of me, takes two fire damage. Okay. I have fire resistance. When this effect is activated. Um, yeah. Yep. And then, um, so that, yeah, so that on top of the 16. And I'm going to swing again for 11 damage. 30 for 11 damage. Oh, this thing splatters across the stone. Just... Barely, it just seems like there's just like two little goops hanging together by a thread. Uh, swing one more time, seventeen, and that 15. is enough to squish it. Yeah, and then I will step forward in the muck. All right, that is Zaldwin. Uh, as Oliver is just mashing up this like fucking goopy boy, um. Zaldwin is going to, like, run along his right side, and, like, as his arm is, like, pushing forward into the, the, the goop that he has just demolished, Zaldwin's body is going to just slip right around and thrash the next uh, ooze that is right in front of Oliver um, with a energy blade just soaked in radiation. That is a 20 to hit. (laughs) Oh, man. More than enough, this thing sizzles and fries and solidifies into dust around your sword. Yeah, that's like 35 damage. Um, And then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to bounce away. Um, And then our dear friend Hermes is going to cast... Uh, let's go with a good old Eldritch Blast uh, on the one that is opposite of Mr. Goy. It does not quite hit. Sizzles the stone in front of it. Poor guy is warming up. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. All right. More mind goblins ooze up towards Grundle. 
Another assault. Does a 25 hit you? Yep. That does five psychic damage. And you need to make a DC 13 intelligence save this time. I botched. Uh, you take 15 damage, psychic damage. All right. And the ooze separates into one additional mind goblin. Somebody get fucking Grundle out of there. It's fucking lowest intelligence of all of us. I think we both... Keeps failing these saves. Well, I'll say both of us have negative one intelligence. Jeez. Dumb boys. Big dumb boys. Sorry, just checking my initiative order here. Okay, because I'm adding. (laughs) As they separate, I add new tokens, and I've got to remember that I'm doing that. Mr. Goy, one of them slobbers up to you and attacks you for 23. That hits. You take four psychic damage, and you need to make a DC 15 charisma saving throw. Nope. It's an 11. Of course. And from that successful assault, two additional mind goblins ooze out of this thing, and this one that has just hit you starts to take form, and before you know it, it looks exactly like your father. You. Goy, again? It's always you, isn't it? Always messing things up. So much trouble. I don't understand. We've got another goblin up, and he is going to run around the wall of fire. Oh, make a uh, concentration check there, friendo. Oh, yeah. You are fine, fine, fine. That one can't quite reach. uh, The next goblin can't quite reach you, so he takes the dash action, so no attack. And then, Grundle, you are up. Hmm. Yeah, as a bonus action, I'll go into a rage. Grundle starts screaming. You think you can kill me, mine goblins? He starts slamming his cannon around. 25 critical hit. Uh, yeah, that is more than enough. This one splatters. Under God the damn mind goblins! Critical hit. God damn! Oh! Another one splatters. And that's... Oh wait, yeah. I get one more attack because of my berserker fury. Grundle, Grundle furiously slams his hammer again, or his minigun again, for 18 this time. Okay, and that is 20... Oh. Four damage? All together, yes. Okay. This one is very... The one that you just hit is very hurt, but it is still appears to have some sort of life in it. And unless you have any movement, the next Mind Goblin is also going to run towards Goy. Can't quite reach him. He is going to take the dash action. And Mr. Goy is looking pretty surrounded now. And he has an image of his father uh, berating him and telling him what a failure he is. Another Mind Goblin is going to run up to Zaldoin and attempt to lash out at you with one of its goopy little paws for a 26. Absolutely hits. Dude, I'm rolling like a boss. That's one way to say it. They only have a plus eight, and I've rolled like... Okay, Uh, you take eight psychic damage from that, and you need to make a DC 14 intelligence saving throw. Okay... Intelligence saving throw. That's a 24. So as this one attempts to uh, get inside your head, you Mm -hmm. are able to mentally overpower it, and it seems 
to shake and then like part of it just blows off as you reflect that 21 damage back to it. Uh, is it still alive? It is just barely alive. I'm gonna grab it by its shoulders and the platelets on my neck are going to flare and deep in my throat, a tiny light starts to glow and then blasts out of my mouth as I cast Abyssal Rebuke. Uh, That is a 20 damage to this man right in his fucking face. Yeah, he fails the dexterity saving throw and you burn this thing to a fucking crisp. God, I fucking love using reactions. (laughs) I love using reactions. (laughs) Fucking hell. Fuck that man in particular. Right. Uh, And this next goblin cannot quite reach you. It is going to take the dash action. And you have a new mind goblin on your shoulder. Mr. Goy, your father, is standing in front of you. Can't you do anything Right? Just once? Just one little thing? Could you do one little thing right? Anything at all? In the words of Oliver, shut the fuck up, old man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's going to activate his uh, wild shape starry form of the dragon. And so he's going to... Constellation of dragons are going to project an aura around him. And he's going to fly up 10 feet and then uh, another 10 feet over. So if they get it... That'll be a lot of attacks of opportunity. I know. I'm going to be behind them. I know. Do what you got to do. Okay. Yeah, show me. So you're flying up 10 feet, and they have a reach of 5 feet. So all five of them are going to attack you right now. Okay. There might be a lot of guys. Does a 15 hit? No. Okay, miss. A 27? Yes. For 6 damage? Okay. And then make a 11 intelligence save. Okay, I pass that. So you deal back 16 damage to that one. So that's actually kind of good for you. Uh, And then we've got another cranial assault. A 15 misses, you said. Yep. Fourth attack is a critical 28 for 14 psychic damage. And you need to make a DC 15 intelligence saving throw. I pass. You reflect nine damage back onto him. You are mentally... Obliterating like, these guys. Yeah, he's just floating into the air, being like, "I am beyond you." I am beyond. And the last one rolls a twenty-seven. Yep. Uh, for six psychic damage, and you need to make a DC eleven charisma saving throw. Ooh, I made it! <laughs> you just barely Real made it. it. You didn't fail a single save. You did get the shit kicked out of you a little bit. Yeah, that, that I took some damage. Okay, and then sh- uh, and then go ahead and move your character where they're going to uh, end their turn. All right, he's just going to move behind him a little bit, up in the air. Okay. That's all been either movement or bonus actions, and then I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. And I'm going to line it at the wall. It is concentration. So you'll have to drop the wall to cast Gust of Wind. Oh, shit, that's right. Ah, uh, no, my plan. I didn't think it through. It would have worked on Nivets, because you could have done it with yeah, a clone. Yeah, I could have had my clone. That's where I was saying. It's like, I don't need to worry about concentration for some reason. I, I'm so close to ruler cooling that, because <sighs> that's really fucking cool. Give me, like, an Arcana check, and if you, like, crit on it. You know what I mean? Like, I want there to be a chance that this happens, because it's really Oof. a fucking cool idea. Oh, man, why am I not specialized in Arcana? Nope. I do not do it at all. <laughs> I got a book. <laughs> You fart. 
<laughs> Alright, well then I will definitely not be doing that. I didn't even think about that. Shit. I thought it was gonna be cool. <laughs> it is a cool idea. I wish I could. No, it's all good. Uh, then instead, Mr. Goy, who still has his rifle trained, he's gonna shoot Grundle with a dart, a healing dart. Oh, oh. double fours. Alright, nice. so you heal for ten. The dice love Cody tonight. Jesus Jeez. Christ. Alright, and that's Heavy Arms Oliver. As the gore begins to mount around Grundle and Oliver, he turns on this sorry sap of a solo man with a dark smile with advantage because it's a 1v1 at this point. Heavy Arms opens up again. 18 for 13 damage. Splat. Uh, just barely holding together. And a 25 for 13 damage. And that does it. This thing is no longer quivering. Oliver will then turn his attention to the thing besides Zaldwin. They'll launch one more attack. 23 for 12 damage. Woo! That certainly hits. It is still quivering. And that is it for Ollie. Zaldwin. Alright, um... Zal is gonna try to figure out the best way to help Mr. Goy over there who's getting fucking swarmed. Uh, so I'm gonna take a good old attack at my goo friend in front of me that just got pummeled by Oliver. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Also, Goy is flying in the air now. <laughs> yeah, it does bear mentioning, I guess. Um, I didn't think about this until just now. Um, Oliver is, uh, would be fighting differently, I would think, right now than probably he ever has in front of... I guess Zaldin would be the only one to really notice. Yeah. His movements are super clean. He's, like, standing up straight. He looks more like a boxer. He's, yeah. like, avoiding attacks and just moving light-footedly across the battlefield right now instead of the drunken, angry, heavy swinging that you're used to seeing. Yeah, you got your chin, like, close down to your chest, and you're just, yeah. like... Yeah, you know, gazing over your knuckles. Yeah, very like steadfast, straight-faced. Fuck you. Yeah. Ah, gonna do some fisticuffs, huh? Yeah. Let's see what you got. Okay. Pull your so pants up high and let's throw them. That <laughs> was a twenty-six to hit this goo man in front of me. Uh, for <laughs> why? Why are you doing so much damage? Uh, because I have sneak attack because Oliver's next to me. Uh, my blades do radiant damage, and then I am also using um, a radiated blade, yeah. uh, which is basically a booming blade, just kind of reskinned for radiation. Um, and I hit level 11, so I do more lightning damage now, or thunder damage, excuse me. Yeah, um, if this was a player character, you would have just insta-killed him because <laughs> you just more than net negative hit max health. It is very dead. Jeez. Uh, there's nothing left, it just, it literally just fades to ash in the radiation of your blade and it is gone. With that I'm gonna like nod to Oliver who I, I notice the kind of like change and uh, he like chucks me up in the air and I spread my wings and I fly over to uh, just behind Mr. Goy. Hell yeah. Okay. Alright, the last remaining goblin that is around Grundle is going to attack it. Does a twenty a twenty one hits you for nine psychic damage? Yep. And you need to make a DC twelve wisdom saving throw. Wisdom? 
Wisdom. Oh, so close. All right, roll. Hold on. I am using an ability. I'm using my Cosmic Omen on the wheel. And if it lets me do that, send it out. About to use an ability check. For that, I was going to add a d6 to your roll. Okay. Uh, other than that, you can't. I can't? Send it uh, a saving throw? He is 40 feet away from you. and Ah, uh, he is! Damn. To be in... Damn! I tried. Uh, oh, shit. I was saving it just for you oh, when you get attacked by these guys. <laughs> All right. Give me a uh, 1d2, Grendel. Okay, so listeners, the way that this works is Cody rolls a 1d2 because he failed his wisdom saving throw, which is one of the effects of the cranial assault. The goo by him turns into him. Okay? Then, based on the 1d2, he is either the mind goblin or he is himself. That makes sense for everyone? What? So so, so he's going to know whether he is Grundle or not. You all oh, aren't going to know. I am very confused. Which is fitting. Okay. So, Carl... Uh, Carl. Cody has been told the truth. But from what all of you can see, there are just two Grundles now. Well, this is weird. Uh, does that make sense to you, Cody? Yeah. Okie doke. And then the um, spread. So basically, because you failed your save, there is one additional mind goblin created in that area. And you guys are really high up in the sky right now. So these mind goblins are going to head for the one that is not up high in the sky. And a assault is coming for you, Oliver. 25 for 20 for 7 damage. <clears throat> Psychic damage. And you need to make a DC 15 intelligence saving throw. I'm going to use my thing on Oliver. <laughs> He's Hell close yes. enough. Yeah. Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. So you can add a D6 to your... D6 to my... Your save. Intelligence save. Where'd my thing go? There it is. Check your between your legs. I crit. No, I didn't crit. I got a 15 plus a D6. Yep. Well, that is more than enough. (laughs) It's good. It's good. It's good. You reflect that 14 damage back onto the mind goblin. Nice. The next mind goblin uh, is going to throw a mind sliver up at Mr. Goy. Go ahead and make an intelligence saving throw. Ten, you take 13 psychic damage, and you need to subtract three from the next saving throw that you make. Okay. Please remember that for me. Zaldwin, you're taking another mind sliver. Uh, Make an intelligence saving throw. Oh. Yep, that is a 26. Smart as fuck. Nothing happens. That's not even half damage because it's a cantrip. And that is Grundle. Yeah, Grundle's just going to... Scream, what's going on? And start smashing his alternate. 22, 21. Uh, it's dead. God damn it. That was supposed to be more fun. (laughs) And then I (laughs) bash the other one that got reproduced. (laughs) Uh, and it's a 23 on that one? Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of damage. It still looks to be holding together, though, but it's very, very splattered. And then Grundle laughs at it and says, You're not gonna make it, my friend. Plants his feet in a V formation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, uh, unleashes hell on these mind goblins that were foolish enough to stand in a line. 
Oh no! Yes! No! <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh man. So does the damage carry over? Is that how that works? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I think the damage carries over, is how I recall. Um, so I don't think it just does damage in a line. I think if it kills something, it carries over into a line. Yeah, it goes toward through and into the next thing. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Um, doing math here. So 18 was 21 damage on the third attack. That one only had 14. Oh my god. Which one? Okay, so there's three in the on the bottom, Grundle. Where do you want those last two attacks to go? Hmm. I guess seeing that everything just gets splattered, I would slowly change directions so it would be this guy and then that guy. Okay, so you know I mean? that's gonna be... I like the visual of that, yeah. You oh, just fucking boom. spraying just the Just spraying all in front of me turn. and then I slowly turn to the left just getting everybody in that arc. Holy Man, shit. god damn it. My fucking encounter is gone. Mr. Goy, Grundle, can, yeah, I mean, if you want to roleplay that a little bit. Grundle I mean, just was... plants his feet in this famous V formation that everyone knows and loves and just laughs maniacally. <laughs> you should have never given me this power, God. Just starts unleashing hell. <laughs> Melts them all down. Uh, it's the ever and all host. Um, yeah, I, so I mean, he just kills five of my mind goblins. I mean, in all fairness, five of them are from me. I birthed at least five goblins. <laughs> um, that is and true. It's Mr. Goy's turn. Well, I undertuned this. I, I I was like, this could get out of hand. I, this could get out of hand. I should be, you know... Play it a little safe because this could get out of hand really quick. And I undertuned it is what I did. So fuck you guys. I I wanna know how Mr. Goy feels about watching his dad right in front of him get mowed in through. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't think about Yeah, that, that is true. Bullets. Mr. Goy Grundle machine guns here. He is conflicted, but they at the same time, as we all know, he was sent away by his family. <laughs> he so is it's not like what they're on the best of terms. <laughs> He's been shunned by his family and then by his people, and he's not even allowed on the planet right now. All right, Mr. Goy. Sorry for killing your dad, Mr. Goy. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. He was a good man. Uh, Mr. Goy is just going to look down at the last remaining one, and he's going to cast Guiding Bolt. 17 to hit. And that's, yeah, it, it only had 14 health. And it's just going to blast in the back of its head, and it's just going to... All over. Uh, and the snot, blood, goop-covered room is no longer quivering or slobbering or attempting to kill you. And a door operates on the north side of the room. And you all get inspiration. Not one mind goblin joke. I'm so fucking proud of you guys. <laughs> Good work. Don't look at the Discord. Don't look at the Discord. What? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Inspiration, though! <laughs> damn it. You guys are fucking me up. You guys are fucking me up. Um. <laughs> God damn it. 
Mr. Gore is going to switch to the form of Chalice with his uh, thing, and he's going to start healing the people that are injured. Starry form, Chalice, Constellation Chalice. Okay. I still don't know what it does, I'm not going to lie. Here, I will link it to you. It allows me to also heal a second person. Uh, well, I, yeah, just work it out with your, your, your friendos who's getting healed for what. I trust you. Actually, I don't trust you. It's 2d8 plus 8. I mean, 2d8 plus my wisdom for the chalice heals. Alright, I'm just gonna figure out which ones I wanted to use. Um, I'm only missing 8 hit points, so Zaldwin is not, like, super hurt. Maybe I'm a gonna healing word Zaldwin for 1d4 plus 4. That works for me. <laughs> and then, uh, you heal for 2d8 plus 4. And that didn't do you much. <laughs> so you heal for 8. And Austin heals all 8 of his health. E. One healing word. Unfortunately, I no longer have 69 hit points. Zaldwin, well, uh, everybody else is getting all healed up and bandaged and all that shit. Um, Zaldwin is going to uh, explore the room and investigate, see if there's anything of note here. There's nowhere to even, like, look. Like, it is a stone box. Smooth stone, smooth ground. Uh, even looking up at the ceiling, like, you see some, like, residual goop from where those things came from. Mm-hmm. But um, there is nothing to find in here. There has been a door that has apparated on the north side. And there's a stairway back. going to heal myself for 12, and Grundle, heal yourself again for 2d8 plus 4. And uh, one more time. I don't, I don't know if Oliver, how hurt Oliver was. It didn't really look like he was hurt from what I can see. I'm full. I didn't take oh, a you're full? You're, you are full? I thought it looked like you were, but I wasn't I, sure. I, nope, I didn't take a lick of damage. All right, and so I'll heal for 10 more, and um, Grundle, you heal for another 2d8 plus 13. That's right. full. Okay. Grundle looking pretty good. Feel a lot better. All right, and that, that's, that's traumatizing to have to fight myself. He looked pretty happy when doing it. I'm not sure traumatizing was the right word. Yeah, he looked a little bit too happy for someone getting his head beat in. <laughs> maybe you, uh, maybe you should talk to to Nivet, see how he really deals with all of that. Yeah, he seems to deal with it really well. He's like a professional. Shall we uh, get to looking? Sounds good to me. And as you proceed into the next chamber, um, are you, you're not flying still, Mr. Goy, correct? No, but I am switching back to my, the dragon form. Okay, well, make sure you tell me if you start flying or not. Um, can I just hover across? Just gonna hover? Right, but yeah, if you go more than, if you go 10 feet or more in the air, I need to know. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like hovering above the ground. Yeah. Are you snaking around like a, uh, like a worm? Like, are you shaking your butt and your front? You know what I mean? No. I, okay. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> well, if you could see me, I'm doing the action. Uh, I, I cannot. Clearly, clearly, he's in the shape of a dragon, not a worm. And even if so, worms do not have wings. Worm. Like, yeah. come on. Like W-Y-R-M. Worms don't have wings. Worms. Worms. So they can't fly. I don't. Worms. Worms. It depends. Worms depends on the 
uh, class of fantasy we are discussing, because worms in Final Fantasy do have wings. Oh. How about in D&D? Yeah, I think in D&D they, they, they do. do. They, I, I would need to fact check that. I do not know. Worm 5e. Images. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and wrap this oh, up here. No, I don't think a worms have wings. You're gonna have to look it up right now. Well, now what I am expecting, I my what I expect is for Grant to create a space worm with wings that we're gonna now have to fight. The great space worm. And I'm not going to lie. Wings. I I know it's wrong, and I know that I should just be like cheering for you guys as the DM. But I'm so mad about that encounter. That was supposed <laughs> to be. That was gave me the gun. <laughs> um, gave me the gun. As you proceed into the next room, uh, once you're about halfway, kind of through, um, towards the middle, uh, in front of you apparates four figures, and you recognize them immediately as Father Cetel. You recognize Elise, the. Uh, human woman barbarian who has the black braid over her shoulder and the massive warhammer. You see a little goblin who is uh, throwing around daggers and catching them. You see uh, Father Cetel who also seems to be wielding a warhammer of his own and you see a elven version of the uh, mech that you, I guess you didn't really face off with it, that you Minor illusion to tree for right, uh, and after they uh, finish apparating, uh, Father Cetel looks around to you and readies his weapon and says, "It's another trick. Prepare to fight." And that's going to be where we end our episode uh, for tonight. Wow! Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Um, thank you guys so much for playing um, and. Uh, making my mind goblin fight less fun than it was supposed to be. Uh, I'm joking. That was, I mean, that was pretty sick. It was pretty cool. Um, what can you say? You got the machine gun skills. Yeah, what can you say? I mean, all of, yeah, you guys killed it. Really good saves. Um, it was good. It was good stuff. Uh, <laughs> you're not happy. You're not really selling the fact that you're in a good mood. You. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm in a great fucking mood. Um, go to the homebrewpodcast.com, which has, stop, let me do the outro. Go to the homebrewpodcast.com. That has links to everything like our discord, which you can hop in and hang out with us. You can check out our Patreon where we have all sorts of cool offerings and you can follow us on social media. Uh, check it out again. That's the homebrewpodcast.com. Or if you just want to head straight over to Discord, we have ourselves a fancy little URL. It's just discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast. Uh, it's not just like a little fan room. We are actually in there. We hang out with everyone. We talk. We're having a great time. Um, please take the time to check it out. Leave us a review. Share with your friends. Uh, and if you didn't know, we popped into some more charts. We got up to number 20 on Spotify, which we've never been on Spotify before. And I think we got all the way up to number six on Apple Podcasts, which is insanity the listens have been i think we've doubled listens right cody am i correct yeah yeah our listens just randomly went fucking crazy so uh that's all you guys um and thank you so much for 
supporting the show. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to watch. Um, doesn't feel real sometimes. But again, that's thehomebrewpodcast.com. You all have a great week. We'll see you next week for episode 54 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the Homebrew Wall of Fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to The Last Guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.